Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of any age, this is your host for the evening, Mr. Ectufly, Eric Trumbicki. I am here with my best friend, Mr. Aaron Beckett. <laughs> ATM Lloyd. <laughs> At the moment, Lloyd. All things moving. Uh, thank you, mamas. Ladies and gentlemen, for the people listening at home, this is the 2022 AEW Revolution preview show with a whole mix of a lot of whatever. Hot topic. We're going to start this off before we preview Revolution because get myself and my best friend's thoughts on Tony Khan just purchased Ring of Honor. Any immediate thoughts from that, Aaron? And I guess in a positive theory what do you see happening with this well i read the press release and it basically told about um intellectual property and um video um video library and things along that nature but also remember roh did release all their superstars but i guess we'll have to wait and see maybe tony Khan will use roh as possibly a separate brand for um opposite of aew possibly and Hopefully, make looks better than 1999 VHS tapes at this point. But um, and there's a rumor going around that they'll probably be streaming on HBO Max, so that you might get that ROH library and AEW library on HBO Max, which which I've been waiting for because everything else on TNT or TBS ends up on HBO Max anyway. So I've been waiting for AEW to potentially get on HBO Max for a stream as a for a streaming platform. But it's interesting to see because, like I said, um, ROH they released all their guys at the beginning of the year. Uh, you have Deanna Perrazzo as an ROH women's ROH women's champion on Impact, so I'm not sure what happened with that title. Will she just magically just get rid of it, or and then also the titles? There are no champions. Oh, they actually are champions. Who's the ROH champion? Oh, Jonathan, Jonathan Gresham is the ROH champion, I believe, or is he the pure champion? Yes and no. He is the original uh, ROH world champion. Um, he was supposed to have a match. He was supposed to challenge Bandito. In the the final ROH um, show, Bandino had COVID. So he went out and challenged Jay Lethal for the vacant interim ROH title. And they they gave the original title, the one Punk held, Joe held, Brian held. Bandito, they are still acknowledging that championship that Cody debuted and he lost to Jay Lethal. That world title is still active. Bandito is actually defending that on the Indies. Jonathan Gresham is avidly defending the Ring of Honor world title. He's doing it in his own promotion. He's been defending it in Impact. So these titles, I'm not sure who the pure champion is. I believe some. It was a younger guy. I'm not. I'm not familiar with him. But that title's still out there. Um, obviously, Diana recently just won that title, and. The big hot topic. Everyone's been waiting for the Briscoes to show up in AEW. They're still the eight, uh, the Ring of Honor tag champs. So we're going to see Ring of Honor tag champs versus the AAA tag champs in AEW. I think that's the optimistic hot point of something we're going to see. Um, and Tony's got a working relationship with Impact, so I don't think Dion. I think Dion is still going to be working that title. Yeah, because no doubt they could actually come in whether they agree to terms with the new ROH and it slash AEW is to be seen. But 
I'm pretty sure you can come and agree to terms for one match to drop the titles if need be. But like I said, the video library, we talked about this a few months ago when ROH was going to go under about how important the video library was to either company. AEW sure. needed it way more so they could actually potentially start a streaming platform. And a lot of that stuff is things that I've never seen and a lot of things that a yeah. lot of people haven't seen. And everybody talks about ROH has always been like this little indie that could. And they always chugged along. They have a lot of the biggest memories in wrestling. So hopefully... Um, pretty soon that we go all get ROH on the streaming platform and get to see a lot of things that we haven't seen before. Hell yeah, and I'm sure there's we got a lot of listeners that I know definitely want to relive a lot of that stuff in Ring of Honor's glory days. So, uh, but speaking of, I didn't mention, but the Ring of Honor six man tag titles they're also out there. I'm not sure who's holding them, but the best <laughs> friends, Josh Prefergina, <laughs> Balo After Dark, and myself. Oh man. We're we're here to challenge. Yeah, I gotta I gotta find a spot for those in in this little in my little makeshift recording area. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I'm excited. I'm happy for it. And kind of one thing you did kind of dance over. Um, if Tony is smart enough and genius enough, and he figures a way to utilize this as a separate brand, AEW's roster. I'm sure he's been working this deal for a little while. So. Maybe that's why he kept stacking talent, because people always talk about, man, imagine in 01 if Vince kept WCW as a secondary brand, and you could have been, you know, he could have been controlling both. I mean, if Tony Khan can bring his bank up to Ring of Honor and make it, you know, something that's traveling and better, and it's not going to have 500 people in the crowd, it's going to have 5,000, uh, I, I, there's... There's a lot of optimistic things that potentially can come out of this. I really look forward to seeing what's going to happen. Yeah, and a good and the interesting thing about that too is that was the original idea about instead of um, the invasion, WCW is supposed to be its own separate brand and have one and yeah. have one of the weekly shows. I'm not sure if it was going to be um, Raw or SmackDown, but they definitely were going to have their own weekly show. Actually, I think I think it was actually going to air like on Saturday, like at a real late time. Bruce Prichard talks a lot about it, but it yeah, quickly failed one. from. It quickly fell from the whole Booker T, um, Buff Bagwell debacle, but that was the original plan. So, like I said, like they have like, like, AEW, they have plenty of talent, and we always say like they keep signing people, and it's like what do they keep signing people for? Because it's basically become formulaic. You come in, you get this chair, and then you end up God knows where. And Jay Lethal is a former ROH guy. Um, you have him out there, but you have plenty of talent to actually stack up a ROH roster and if you want to do incorporate some type of a brand split for sure for sure uh, I'm definitely again looking forward to seeing it speaking of signing speaking of free talent before we get into revolution one last thought uh, somebody we've touted on this show since the inception of Matt Madness Cesaro released from WWE your thoughts your predictions your hopes well I don't it was he, he wasn't released. He just, they couldn't agree to terms. But as you know uh, how I take these things, uh, what else could Cesaro do other than win the world title? He, Cesaro, he had a great run. He's kind of one of those guys that will go down as underrated in WWE history, especially like the way I, the way we talked about Kane and X-Pac on these shows. as like guys that are just like guys you could just throw in anything and make it work. Tag team specifically, Cesaro, excellent tag team competitor. Everything Cesaro did in a tag team actually worked. He was a great person to utilize in that in that way like he had what was Seamus Tyson Kidd that was my favorite combination as a tag team team with him don't forget he team with Shinsuke Nakamura and then Cassius very Ohno. forgettable 
It is. Everything in tag team division WWE is forgettable. But he definitely a great guy. He, um, a lot of stop the and bar, st- the best thing he did in his whole career. Yeah, a lot, a lot of stop and starts with Cesaro. Um, some of my highlights, one of my favorite Cesaro hi- highlights, is when he did challenge John Cena in the, U- the U.S. Open Challenge. Those for I think it was like two times on Raw. I think those were big performances from him. But like I said, he kind of got the short end of the stick. You know, he had the whole. Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal thing, and then he put him with Heyman, and that didn't work. And then um, he had the tag team with Tyson Kidd. Tyson Kidd got hurt. He had a little feud with Owens, and he put him in the bar. A lot of stop and starts with him, but he was definitely a great talent. He definitely put on amazing performances. And as far as fantasy booking, I don't want him in AEW because we see how AEW has been, but now we, we have this potentially another brand with ROH slash AEW, which actually he'll actually kind of fit. If I had to pick a place, I'd say he probably works best in Impact if I want to see him on television, but I think the best fit for him might just be Japan for his style. I love Optimistically, I'd love to see him a little bit of everywhere. I, I would love for him to debut in NWA, do some indies, touch Impact, do some New Japan, and a year from now, get an AEW when kind of everything settles down. Obviously, I want to see him there at some point. I mean, uh, as we're about to get into previewing the show, uh, as we preview it, there's obviously a lot of former WWE guys we'll, we'll talk about. So a lot of them are at focal points in the card. So I hope Cesaro can at some point find his place there. Um, definitely, it's, it's crazy to think it's been over a decade since he's been a singles champion, his one and only run with the U.S. title. Um, and definitely my favorite thing he did was uh, the ta- his multi- multiple tag title runs with Sheamus in the bar. Um, we saw some amazing in-ring work, plus some funny promos. So best, best out to Cesaro. But... Getting into Revolution, I guarantee you don't know this, but between the, I'm sure they're going to have their pre-show, which, what are they the buy-in. This is an 11-match card. <laughs> Yikes. So, again, you know, they only do do four pay-per-views. So, compared to the 13 or more WWE does a year, a large, crap, a large card is typically justified. Uh, I'm going to try to work it. You know, uh, previewing it from bottom up. Kind of what, what, my two matches that I'm predicting are going to be for the buy-in. Maybe there's going to be even more. First off, we got Layla Hirsch challenging Chris Statlander. They got a little bit of feud that's kind of been in and out all over the company. Um, any thoughts on this? Any prediction? I think it'll be Chris Statlander. She has to, she has to get back up there. I think it's Chris Statlander. I don't have much to say on this one at all. Yeah. I'm definitely going with Chris Dylan there as well. The company's definitely got more uh, stock in her. They did uh, tonight on Dynamite have a little little promo to hype this up. Um, again, this may be two or three matches for the buy-in. This, I'm going to assume, is going to be in there. We got QT Marshall going up against his former student, Hook. Oh, Hook. Get QT Marshall the fuck out of here. Bye. It's not even a question. Cold-hearted, handsome devil. Get, get, him, get him out of here. Obviously... I'm looking forward, whether it is the buy-in or not, let's keep in mind, Hook's matches have been all on Rampage. He hasn't been seen on Dynamite in, in the ring yet. So this is kind of big. It's kind of a big deal for him. So I'm definitely looking forward to this. Um, definitely should be a fun one. Um, jumping jumping around, um, two matches that have had some storyline and some build to it. 
One, we have the first ever Trios Tornado tag match. We have Sting teaming up with his buddy Darby Allen and the current TNT champion, Sammy Guevara. I'm assuming Sammy will still be TNT champion, but he is defending the title in a triple threat match on Rampage or Arrow on Friday, but that's also going to have Darby Allen and I believe Matt Hardy in it. Now they're going to be challenging three members of the AHFO, the Andrade Hardy family order. Oh, so that is a thing because I, I keep seeing them together. And at this point, I don't know oh, what's yeah. going on with um, Matt Hardy Andrade and the private party. And paid a... off Matt. He paid off Matt to basically own part of the faction. So because Matt has when, you know, Butcher, Blade, Bunny and uh, private party, when they get any booking, Matt is getting a percentage of the money. So Andrade, is, you know, gave Matt a large lump sum. So he is now getting the other. He's splitting the cut that Matt gets from anything those five members of the team does. So Isaiah Cassidy teaming up with his wrestling daddy, Matt Hardy, <laughs> and Andrade. Six-man tag obviously doesn't seem like you got a um, whole lot of the story for this, but any thoughts on the prediction? Um, like, when I saw this, I thought it was strange. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, okay, but um, I'm going to go with Sting, Darby, and Sammy Guevara. So... Now, again, just to, you know, uh, prior to the pre preview starting for Revolution, you know, you're mentioning the kind of WWE treatment. I do like, and it, you know, mainly uh, Rampage has been getting a lot of the stuff going on with the TNT title. Andrade just challenged for it recently. So I do think Andrade or Matt, and I could be wrong, but I would love it to be either one of these guys. Uh, you know, I think one of them are slated to be the next TNT champion. I love it. Two former WWE guys that were definitely poorly used towards the latter part of their WWE run. Neither of them have a large accolade in AEW. Would be great to see them win this title. Obviously, as a fan of Matt Hardy, you, a larger Matt Hardy fan than me, I'm sure you'd love to see him with some singles gold oh, yeah, in AEW. Would. So, in the, you know, nobody, there really hasn't been like any short. Uh, title reigns in AEW. I think either one of these guys are great to get that accolade, and it could still be just be like a three week bit, and title could bounce around. Um, but moving on from that, oh, actually, I'm sorry. You, you got any prediction on uh, the result to this? Yeah, I said Darby, Sting, and um, okay. Sammy. I'm going I'm to go the opposite way. You did mention that. Sorry. I'm going with the AHFO just to get their wins, though. Um, Andrade didn't win the TNT title. He lost in that hardcore match with Cody. Um, I think they need to get some Ws, so I'm, I'm going with the AHFO in this match. Now, another match that's pretty interesting is Brian Danielson came out a couple weeks ago, cut a promo on John Moxley where you figured he'd be challenging him, but he actually said he wants to team with him. John Moxley says, I do not stand beside, I don't fight beside anyone until I bleed with them. They had a nice little promo uh, tonight after... Um, the announcement came out, Tony Khan bought ROH. Uh, one of the first matches, first main event matches, was Brian Danielson versus Christopher Daniels. So we got that match. After the match, Brian Danielson stomping his head. Moxley comes out. The match is going down. Um, I expect this to be really good. I'm not really sure if this is going to be one of those matches that's going to end. And then are we going to see the feud content, uh, continuing? I would love to see these guys tag. Uh, I'm going to go with John Moxley getting his first singles win ever over Brian Danielson is my prediction. Um, but from what you've seen of this, 
What's your interest like? And what is your prediction? As much as I'm not a Moxley guy, this is my most anticipated match on the card. I like what's going on because we talked about this on the last few weeks about how Brian came in from a different perspective, actually touting for John Moxley and trying to make a better AEW and kind of trying to get a lot of the gimmicks out gimmicks out of there and actually get the guys that are actually like shooters and brawlers out there as to run the show. So I really am looking forward to it and I do like the whole tagline of um, I got I believe I, I, what do you say I join people. I gotta. What did he say? I bleed. I have to bleed with you to believe in you. So, I have to. I think I, he said to stand with you. I have to bleed. Okay. But yeah. I have to. I have to bleed with you. Okay. Yeah. So that line right there, I thought it was great, and the fact that Brian has been relentless in recruiting him to try to join him. So I do expect Moxie to win this match, and then p- potentially, I, I believe Moxie will end up eventually turning heel and joining Brian Danielson. I, I love it, and you know, I hope that that is what happens. Um, I'm so a little taken back that this is the match that you're the most I am hyped for. This is what you're looking the most for. Okay. Um, again, still surprised, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little women's division shatter. We got two women. Uh, we got both women's titles being defended. Both singles both titles. Yes. Okay. I didn't know. Um, the, I didn't know the TBS was on the line. The TBS title, Jade Cargill has been doing these open challenges. She's currently 28-0, and and she's defending against Ty Khan. Okay, I did see this. I actually did see this. Thoughts and prediction. Jade Cargill. <laughs> she's got to keep rocking. I can't wait to meet up with you so I can get my, my tie <laughs> figure. But Jade's going to keep rocking. She's retaining the TBS title. It looks too good on her. Love the new green, do. <laughs> she heard green, my favorite color, and she said, let me dye this real quick. But also... Thunder Rosa challenging Britt Baker. A rematch from one of the best matches of 2021 for the AEW women's title. Um, one of the greatest, this is the greatest women's feud in AEW history. Um, before I get, get your prediction, I'm going to give my thoughts. Um, Thunder Rosa wins. She's going to be the new women's title, uh, new women's champion by the time we are back on this show next week. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I do think Thunder Rose is going to win. And we talked about this when Britt Baker won the title last year at Double or Nothing, that this story is kind of built up for Thunder Rosa because that unsanctioned match was one of Britt, Baker, Britt Baker's only losses on her record. But it technically didn't count because it was unsanctioned. So they've been kind of sto- they've been kind of telling this story and prolonging it till, until now till, for Thunder Rosa to actually finally get her championship match. And Britt Baker, she... As high as she was in 2021, she's kind of cooled off a lot, but a lot of it is also due to, I don't think anybody has been on that level in the division other than Jay Cargill for her to face, and she hasn't really fought, I don't think she's even inter- interacted with Jay Cargill yet. So, Thunder Rosa was the, the story to go back to because of the unsanctioned match and the Lights Out match. I did, as much as I hate contract signings, I, I did enjoy this, how Britt said, even though you won the, the Lights Out match, Everybody talked about me. I'm the one with the action figure. I'm the one with the shirt. I did enjoy that, but I do think Thunder Rosa is going to end up winning the women's title. Okay. Do got to disagree with you a little bit. Um, I, in my opinion, Britt hasn't lost much steam. Um, she's so over as hell when she comes out. Oh, but, yeah, for uh, sure. We don't, we, don't see, we don't see her in the ring much. She had she had John Kreese from yes, Cobra pop, Cop. I pop. There I pop. I mean, like that. That was amazing. In character. Um, <laughs> so she, she has so many people on social media when they bring people in and like 
I checked their social media. It's like, I'm like, wow, are they hardcore wrestling fans? I'm like, no, they follow Britt Baker, the AEW account, and nobody else. They're not following CM Punk. They're not following the Young Bucks. They're not following Cody or Brandy. Like, they're following Britt Baker, and that's it. Um, but also, ju- just so you're aware, because I don't know how much the ba- uh, backstage gets, when Jade won the TBS title, she had some assistance from Mercedes Martinez. Okay. And there was a segment in the back in between Jade and Mercedes and Britt comes and says, don't forget where that money actually came from. I paid you. So it kind of did wrap in all all three of them. You had Mercedes Martinez, Britt and her crew and Jade. So it was a little teaser. It wasn't nothing really going with it, but um, it was cool to see a little interaction because it is something where obviously, you know, any any smart Mark, no pun intended is going to be like, okay, well you're not going to see, two heels go at each other. You're not going to, you know, both women's champions being heels. So there's really been no reason for them to butt head. Yeah. But again, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. And also the one thing, and I, there's a small chance I'm wrong on this, but that lights out match, when that happened, I don't even think Thunder Rosa was even signed to AEW at the time. No, no, she wasn't. Yeah, she still may have even been NW. I don't know. She might have still been NWA. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure she was NWA. And the whole thing of me saying Britt's losing steam, it might. It's not really indicative on her. She can only work with, do what she's get. Um, she can only do, be as good as what she's given. It's talking about the le- the level of people she had to work with. Like, do we enjoy Ty Conti? Yes, but we already know Ty Conti isn't like the best on the mic or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Who else? Who else has she faced? Um, this, I think it was Chris Statlander at a certain point for the women's title. Not quite. Not quite there. Not a lot to grasp onto. Not a lot of. Like Britt Baker, she probably has had some of the best savage moments that we've seen all of 2021, definitely. But, but ever since she won the title, her rise, she's kind of fell down to another level. But because the AW Women's Division isn't as quite as strong, but this Thunder Rosa thing was always something that you could actually go right back to. And that's the, for what sure. we've all been waiting for. And the cool thing is, while they were separate, the two of them, all they did was lift up other ends of the women's division. So... <laughs> Definitely going to be something to look forward to. Don't know if you call it um, her hardcore match, Thunder Rosa's hardcore match with Mercedes Martinez when she wore the Kill Bill getup, but Toyetic (laughs) AF. I already thought she had some great gear. I mean, you know, some of the green gear she's worn. First first off, the half face paint, but that I can't wait. Sign me up. We got reveals this week, so you'll see. They ain't coming soon enough. (laughs) So um, we both are in agreement that Jay Cargill is going to retain for the TBS title. The women's title, we see a change of hands. Thunder Rosa taking the title. Now, I'm going to skip around here. Keep an, actually, I'm going to keep it title friendly. we got a triple threat match for the AEW World Tag Titles. Uh, uh, we had, which I thought was very fun, past two weeks, we had number one contenders to figure out the second and third team for the match, the two challengers. Last week we had a traditional battle royal where we had a dozen plus teams in the ring, ring the bell, they went at it. Um, Red Dragon came out as the winners. Kyle O'Reilly had a little turn, uh, so they say, or match accent. And then this week they went back to AEW rules where it was kind of Royal Rumble-esque. You had two teams in the ring, top flight, FTR, Top flight back together. Uh, the one brother is back from his injury. Several other teams come out. Young Bucks uh, go over as the winner. So it's going to be Young Bucks, 
Friends of Adam Cole versus Red Dragon, Friends of Adam Cole versus the most forgettable <laughs> AEW. I, I really did forget the yeah. tag champions. It is so easy to forget. Um, I'm not anti these guys. I, I like Jungle Boy, Jurassic, uh, Jungle Sword, or what, what is Lucha it? Luchasaurus. 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 Now you know what I think about it. The title reigns over. It's going to be the worst AEW tag title uh, reign. I see the title changing hands. It makes sense for Red Dragon to win. We both forgot Jurassic Express were the tag champions. What's your thoughts going into this match? Well, like, like you said, Jurassic Express, I do like them. I'm a big um, Jungle Boy Mark. I love his dad for all those years growing up. Uh, but they, I, I honestly forgot they were even the tag champions at this point. I, I kind of think they will they'll win because a lot because. Red Dragon and the Bucks, they had their own thing going on. I think that that'll actually run in, run its course and interfere with interfere with the goal to win the match. So I'm going to go with Jurassic Express to retain. And is Christian still with them? Well, great thing. So we both gave our thoughts. You see, you see uh, Jurassic Express retaining. retaining the titles. I'm going Red Dragon. Christian's, yes, he's still good buddies with the... Jurassic Express, he's still running around, hanging with them. He has not had a singles match. I remember, I've seen this. Since he's won the Impact title, which he has lost. Uh, interesting I bring that up. I'm going to move on to the next match. We have the ladder match, the face of the revolution, where the winner gets a TNT championship match. Spoiler alert for my opinion, whoever the hell wins this match, whether it is my prediction or not, I hope they go on and win the damn match. Because I don't like this isn't like money in the bank rules, but people are challenging for the TNT title three times a month. So if you're gonna kill yourself in a ladder match, you better go win that belt. That's just my thoughts. So at the moment, we know five of the contestants. We have Wardlow. Wardlow. Who knows? Babyface Wardlow, heel Wardlow? I don't know. You don't know. We'll find out. Wardlow versus New AEW signing, Keith Lee. But you know how they treat guys from WWE. <laughs> Keith Lee versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Love Powerhouse Hobbs. Versus Orange Cassidy. Not really fit in the mold with the uh, other couple names that we already put in here. But also, uh, Team Taz member, the FTW champion, Ricky Starks. So you got two smaller guys in Orange Cassidy and Ricky Starks amongst three Monsters with Hobbs, Keith Lee, and Wardlow. Uh, or Rampage, there is going to be a match between All Ego, Ethan Page, and Christian. The winner of this match gets added. Um, I feel like Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky should both be in this match. Scorpio Sky has won this match in the past. Um, my gut tells me there's no way... Ethan Page doesn't win, but I don't know. I feel like this match needs more babyface power, so I'm, I, I hope Christian wins. Um, I, I Maybe it's going to be a really short match. Maybe he's hurt again. I, hopefully that's not the case. Um, yeah, I want Christian to win, but I mean, I'm going to be realistic because this is the show. Uh, all Ego beats him, and then he's in the ladder match and doesn't win. Firstly, we got a match on Rampage. Who do you think gets added to this ladder match? Probably Ethan Page. Okay. Now, 
you know, the six competitors, unless there's some crazy way we get a debut if Cesaro shows up as number seven. <laughs> Just kidding. We got the six guys that potentially could be in this, seven guys that could potentially be in this. But who do you see winning the ladder match? Keith Lee. Keith Lee? Yeah. Keith Lee's been wrestling for over a decade and a half. This is going to be his first ladder match. You think he wins it on Sunday? Yep. Keith Lee. Okay. All right. I am going to go, man. I'd love to see Wardlow. Um, who the hell's a champ? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Hobbs. Okay. I'm gonna go Hobbs. I don't think nobody's gonna see it coming. It wouldn't make sense for Ricky to go for two belts. I feel like we don't see him competing. Um, I feel like you know he's he's a big guy that they built in that company, and he's he's an AEW guy. So that's gonna that's gonna be my prediction. Um, we just gave our thoughts on that ladder match, and we got three more. Three more big matches. Now, all three of these matches, I love John Moxley. But I'm looking forward <laughs> to all three of these matches more than I'm looking forward to him versus Daniel Bryan because at the end of the match, we're going to see Daniel Bryan and John Moxley potentially team together or we're going to see a repeat of the match. Either way, the match I might be looking the most forward to is Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho. And have you been seeing any of their promo work? Yeah, I, I watched um, the promo from last week. Promo from last week was God-given. It was great. All right, so I'm going to I'm gonna say this is Jericho doing the favors. I'm going to say Chris Jericho loses to Eddie Kingston. I think we're going to see, you know, it's, it's the play on him not winning the big one to the Rock in 01. Um, unfortunately, my prediction uh, is going to be uh, proud and par- powerful came and dapped up Jericho and had no words. So I think he thinks they're going to be with him and they're going to come and screw him during the match, unfortunately, is how I see this going down. Really? Huh. That's actually not a bad take at all. But I am going with Eddie Kingston to win. I did enjoy that promo. It was like it was like 10 minutes of death. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was so great. Like The constant back and forth, the personal shots. And um, Kingston talking about which kind of Jericho that he actually wants in this match. Yeah, Eddie Kingston, like, great on the mic. We all know. I don't know if you care for him much in the ring. Jericho at this point. He's... Dude, HOH alumni. Are you kidding? <laughs> Ain't showing from HOH. I don't appreciate it. Uh, Jer- Jer- Jericho is going to be what it is at this point. But I'm definitely looking forward to this match as well. Not to the level of Mox and, um, and um, Brian. But I think the story is actually there. And for me to be invested is definitely needs to be more story driven but this is definitely there especially after just the interaction from last week I'm not sure if they had an interaction this week but I'm looking forward to this match yeah no no interaction Eddie wasn't on Dynamite okay. he just had uh, Jericho cut a promo hyping it up basically he just restated it was like you know in the back being interviewed he basically restated his thoughts about you know if you win I'll respect you I'll shake your hand blah blah blah, blah. that's when Proud and Powerful pulled up on him speaking of HOH Speaking of matches I'm very interested in, we got a dog collar match. We got MJF versus CM Punk. Now, since you didn't catch Dynamite tonight, one thing I remember, I don't know if you remember the Joey Joey Matthews and Tommy Dreamer angle we saw at HOH. Yeah. Remember Tommy Dreamer came out in a white shirt? 
Yeah, I, I, I saw the I, I'm aware of what happened. I didn't see the whole thing, but I'm aware of what okay. happened. So, Punk, you know, accepts a hug from MJF and embraces him and says, you know, he apologizes for leaving him years ago. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, MJF got a full white suit on. <laughs> Does he wear white crew neck t-shirts on often? Like, what is going on? Like, I was thinking about Joe Laugh, because Joe Laugh, like, many, many moons ago, I had a flannel shirt on and a white, fresh white tee on underneath, and he says, oh, you got to switch to, to V-necks. I'm like, where V-necks? Underneath dress shirts. This is a flannel. I'm sitting there, I'm like, something's going on. So MJF is wearing a T-shirt with the picture of him and CM Punk on it. He gets blood all over his suit, blood all over the shirt. Pinnacle comes out. They beat the crap out of him. This match is going to be awesome. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. CM Punk has only lost to MJF. So I'm going to assume CM Punk is going to beat MJF. <clears throat> and one of the highlights of the night, MJF's going to, or Wardlow is finally going to turn babyface and he's going to help Punk. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely agree that Wardlow's going to help Punk. But I was late to the party on what was going on. Like, I saw it, like, I saw, like, the picture, like, Punk holding up the picture. And I saw MJF shout out the wrestling, the wrestling classic last week. And, like, I wasn't, I never sat down and watched it. So when I finally watched it today, I was like, oh, my God, like, they brought reality to it because this is how a lot of people actually did feel about CM Punk when he did for sure when yeah. he did leave in twenty four in twenty uh, fourteen fifteen twenty fourteen and that's how a lot of people felt and then him with his disabilities and how much he looked looked up to Punk so they brought in the realism of it and then the fact that Punk comes out and it's kind of like distraught is like really is this true are you lying like he's kind of showing sympathy for the guy and like like maybe this is actually why you really don't like me. And it brought a lot of realism to the entire thing. So I'm glad they actually went on to that because I never would have even thought about doing that. And I thought MJF, like MJF, MJF, like trying to get Garner's sympathy is a little strange to me. But um, I thought he did actually a good job. He showed a lot of frustration frustration out of him. He showed a lot of frustration towards CM Punk. And I'm looking forward to the match as well. Not Like I said, still not to Moxley and Brian, But I think this is probably going to end up being the feud of the year. Everything MJF touches the gold, and then right, I talked about this when Punk first debuted. Top of the car, top of the top of the list is a few with MJF, and oh, this sure. this feud has not missed at all. For sure, um, this match is going to be amazing. Um, I I showed on the show last week. I found the unmatched series two MJF in the wild, and I was telling my eight year old daughter about finding this figure and how I'm excited. And she knew a few other figures I was looking for. So she says, he's rude anyway. Why do you care? <laughs> gotta, gotta love I'm, I, I said, what? She's like, all he does is talk. And he's mean anyway. And I'm just sitting there dying. So while we were having dinner tonight, I saw AEW posted a picture to hype up the match. And it's you know similar to the, the death match Moxley Omega shirt. But it's a, a white t-shirt with a black drawing of MJF and... Um, CM Punk, and it's got the you know the date and the stipulation. And I just showed Valentina. I said, "Do you need this?" She's like, "Oh, I do need that." <laughs> I'm dying. So I'm definitely looking forward to this match. I hope it doesn't disappoint. Uh, has full potential to be the match of the night. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. It, do, it it's going to be great, and I've enjoyed the entire thing. Now, speaking of matches of the night, I don't know if this will be the match of the night. I do, unfortunately, know this is not the match my best friend and I are looking the most forward to. 
But at the Mad Madness Wrestling Podcast, we are traditionalists. The main event is going to be for the World Championship of the pay-per-view we are previewing. We are previewing Revolution for AEW. So the AEW world title is going to be on the line. You have Adam Cole, former world champion everywhere, the new BTE champion, challenging Hangman Adam Page. Two former Bullet Club members, two former Ring of Honor locker roommates. Thoughts on the match and prediction. Well, first of all, I want to go back and watch the death match with him and Ar- with Page and Archer. And out of the, like, I'm going to use a WWE term, out of the triple main events, out of the triple main events or, or the top three ma- marquee matches, this is probably at the bottom for me specifically. Because, like, I don't know. Like maybe I haven't watched enough, but Hangman doesn't really seem to like feel like much of a champion or like, or like the big deal to me. I'm not sure if you feel the same way. And this Adam Cole thing, like kind of like even for Adam Cole, like even though he's at the top of the rankings, it just doesn't feel like feel like the same Adam Cole to me. Like like it was kind of like it was in the NXT. Just doesn't really seem to be much of a big big, big deal as he was. And I don't know. I kind of think Adam Cole's gonna win. I, I think he's gonna. I kind of kind of feel he's gonna win, then possibly get a return of Kenny, and you get Kenny in the Bucks against uh, Cole and Red Dragon. So that would be great. That's got to happen at some point. Um, you are right. Adam Page thus far has been the most lackluster world champion. The Mystique hasn't been there. Um, he's had some great defenses. They've all been bloodbaths. Now for the listeners at home. There was a technical difficulty. Mr. Dan Johnson and I did do a phenomenal review that will never be heard (laughs) of that uh, Texas death match. That match is amazing. I can't wait to hear your thoughts after you actually do watch it. Uh, My prediction is going to be Adam Page uh, retains. I can see this match getting ran back. Um, I think this is kind of a monumental win. He... Had his match against Brian, and it went to a draw. He gave Brian his only loss in AEW, and then he barely beat Archer. I feel like this is a big win if he can beat Adam Cole. Adam Cole doesn't have a loss on his actual record in AEW. Um, You're right with what you're saying. Yeah, he doesn't feel like the same Adam Cole. But also, he's Adam Cole. He does have the name value for me and everywhere. So I don't see this actually hurting him. And I think this win is going to do way more for Matt on page than it's going to do for Adam Cole. Um, again, it's, it's, it's almost formulaic with AEW. I don't want to be mad about it. But I do. Um, I feel like we see Hangman retain. And then we see a return or a debut or the forbidden door being open after the match. Cause like, I think the promos have been good, but it's just, it doesn't seem like, like how WWE has like their world champion sometimes like not the top guy and he doesn't yeah. like the champion and, and, and Adam Cole is awesome as we always talk about, but it just doesn't really feel, feel the same. It's just, it's kind of like at the point where like, I just can't wait for like MJF to be champion. I think with exactly what you're saying now, it's funny you say that. Yes, does it make sense for Omega to come back and have the title or have that feud? 
I don't think we need the title. I think MJF is the person to dethrone Hangman. I think that's who's eventually going to dethrone him. But I think what we're running into right now is you are very much looking forward to John Moxley and Brian Danielson having this match. I can't wait to see Eddie Kingston and Jericho go at it. Everyone in the world is waiting for CM Punk and MJF to have their rematch. That's three matches right there that are a little more enticing than the world title match. And that is the huge difference where when Moxley was the world champion, the most important thing was who's he defending the title against. It may not be the best match of the night, but that's what everyone was talking about. When Jericho was the world champion, he you know was defending on Dynamite or the show. Everyone was worried about that. When Kenny was carrying around four belts, what's Kenny doing? So <clears throat> definitely a difference. And this is definitely similar to WWE. Unfortunately, I hate to draw the comparison, but when Bobby Lashley or Big E recently held the world title or even uh, Drew McIntyre, the last thing you were thinking is like, oh, what are they doing? Like, yeah, there might be something more enticing on the show for you. So I'm I'm still I'm going with Hangman Adam Page. You're going Adam Cole. Cole change hands. Yeah. Uh, so that wraps up our preview, our predictions. I think even in the beginning of the show, I called this the review. But <laughs> we got done previewing Revolution for 2022 for AEW. Any other thoughts in regards to the show coming up this weekend? No, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to those three marquee matches. Um, and then another reason I've talked about having Jurassic Express retain is because I think Brian and Mox are going to be the ones to take the tag title from him and stop the parody in AEW. I think okay, that'll be okay. a part of their storyline going forward. I would love that. If that goes forward, that'd be awesome. I don't want to wait three months for the quarterly pay-per-view. Give me that on Dynamite in like two weeks or the following week. I love it. So outside of that, uh, only other news I can think of, uh, we did just get a U.S. title change in WWE. Finn Balor just defeated uh, Damian Priest. Any thoughts? No, good for Finn. King Coley thinks he's me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Talk to me, baby. <laughs> we recorded on Wednesday. Title Tuesday was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, Finn Balor's U.S. champion. Um, good for him, I guess. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, hopefully pre- that actually amounts to something. But. Yeah. Um, um, we are going to get Edge and AJ at WrestleMania officially. I'm looking forward to that. You looking forward to Edge being booked as a heel? The, is yeah, it necessary. The, I think it's necessary, definitely, because AJ Styles, from an in-ring perspective, the the best AJ Styles of face is a face AJ Styles, and Edge, the best Edge is a heel Edge. So it's, it's I think it's going to work. And I think it's definitely going to be the match of the night at WrestleMania. Quick question: I might watch this immediately when we're done recording. I've seen the match before. I was I've seen it only once. Actually, you're going to need to tell me which mania it is. Angle. Michaels, Romania. 21. We reviewed it. Uh, I'm not sure if you want to show we reviewed but we did review that years ago. Where, who's the heel? Angle, or were they both phase? Um, and it'll be Angle, because um, it was an interpromotional match, and it was Angle, because that was the Angle did the sexy Kurt. Okay, true, 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 true. So was that just booked as like a fantasy dream match, or was there actually like Well, a... d- during the original brand split, um, oftentimes they did interpromotional matches, 
and that was their interpromotional match. And in 2005, Shawn Michaels eliminated Kurt Angle from the Royal Rumble, so that built to their match at WrestleMania. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out. Uh, um, it, it definitely should be a good and exciting match, um, and I hope it is similar to like Michaels had that. Now, obviously, I know we're saying Angle was the heel in this, but Michaels had that like charm where he could be like a heel for a week and then be right oh, back yeah. to be babyface. Yeah, Edge. So has I hope that. it's kind of that thing. I, I hope Edge runs this, and then I hope he's right back to being a babyface. Yeah, Edge can do that. Sweet. So yeah, in the next couple of weeks, you know, we we have a a month out until Mania. We'll be giving that some more chatter. Um, before we wrap up, any new merch? Um, I know you just said mentioned some figures before we were on air that are in your chopping block coming up. Yeah, Anything my pro- new? Oh, you got Wardlow today? Yeah, yeah I, I found a, I found a Wardlow, and um, if you're in the major pod group, my purge is coming. <laughs> so um, that's that that's coming. Um, as far as I things I watched, uh, I I got suckered into watching Carmella and Corey Graves' reality show on yeah. a, on a YouTube channel. Uh, I love those two. You I think would. they're funny, but it's not for me. Um, and also, it's got to be bad if it ain't for you. And um, I also, a couple weeks ago, I finished Peacemaker. Great fucking show. Look, I recommend it to everybody. The Peacemaker season finale, fantastic show. Right. Raul was hyping that up for me. He was it, saying I need to watch it, it. It's so good. It is amazing. So I watched that, and I, th- I'm a, I'm not sure if you saw, it, but Bully Ray, well Bubba Ray is going to be on Broken Skull Sessions. I'm really looking forward to that. Can't, can't wait. Um. I hope we don't gotta wait till Mania for that. Um, I didn't see the date, but I'm real. I'm really excited about that. If you, God was a heel, he'd be born right. <laughs> but um, I think that's about it. I, I haven't really watched a bunch. I think that's about it. Oh, um, this isn't wrestling related. Um, have you watched the Kanye documentaries on Netflix? You, we could get a podcast out of that. I actually. Uh, have you watched it? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm on. I'm, I started episode three today. I started episode three today. I had to pause it because I had to run to the barbershop. shop. I'm about halfway through. Um, it's awesome. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm not sure if you caught this, but there's a O2 episode of SmackDown running in the background when they're recording "All Falls Down" on the first episode. No, but they're, I will rewatch. Yeah, they're watching that. They're watching an O2 episode of SmackDown. Triple H and Hogan wow. are in the ring. Wow, might get a big uh, undisputed view on it. Uh, you know, out exciting. Yeah, because like, like that whole documentary was great. I always love like like the raw um, camera footage like that. Um, Janet Jackson had a documentary like that recently, which I thought, I, which I I thought was really good. Like uh, I said, I, I could do a podcast about my feelings on this. This, this thing, yeah, is so good. It, it's so good. Like I didn't even know he was around in '98, and then like you see him like kind of like shopping around all his music. Like he had all falls down recorded in 02 and people look at him like he's like, he's insane. Like they don't get it. And he's like dropping verses from all these, these, all his top songs and our, our, I love our how favorite many songs. I just freestyle with no beat. And it was like, you know, a track that the world would hear two years later, but he's like, this is my, and he. Yeah. 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 And you just like watching this. In fact, like nobody understood or nobody would give him the time of day. It's, you're just looking at it, and it's like, really? Like, you couldn't get this guy a time of day? And then when he does hit, he it, it just go it just skyrockets. And then for me, I, I always like the – I always love going back in time to see the fashion. And, like, seeing, like, the fashion, see, I, it's, it's I, the, I love it so much. It's like, god damn. 
I uh, so I, I will say one thing also I appreciate of it is um, I love in the trailer and it's from episode one where he says you know he's like he yo he he, he thought I'm crazy for calling myself a genius mm-hmm. I am now that's crazy he's saying that in the early early two thousands now meanwhile people give him hell for in. 2011, 2013, 2016, doing things outlandish, and yeah, he's always been that way. Well, to rotate the wheels real quick. Let's go back to wrestling. I'm so full of myself, and I've been hanging out with Dan too much. I did just purchase a new belt and got an X nameplate on it. Too bad they wouldn't let me put a number two for the place <laughs> I ordered it. Trying to do X two five, so it's just going to be an X until I can get a custom, custom, custom plate for it. Is that the Fanduel? I did, I did get a fan, dude. They had a blowout sale. And one, one of the big old versions, it wasn't an imperfect. It said a price. It just made sense. I had to get that. Uh, my major brother, my major players, uh, Super 7s, did arrive the other day. Haven't opened them yet, but I do look forward to getting into them. So we will definitely, next week, for our AEW uh, Revolution review, the real review, because this was the damn preview, <laughs> We're gonna have some uh, figure chatter there for sure. Some merch, merch talks. Yep. So, for everybody listening at home, for everybody listening in the car, if you're listening in your shower, it's a little weird. This is two men talking, but whatever. No judgment. This is Balo after dark. Act two fly, giving you the AEW Revolution preview, and we will see you next week. Swig a beer for the working man.